Hey guys, welcome to the uh, fourth episode of the Call to Be Broken podcast. Um, this episode title is Called to Surrender. Um, and if you can't guess from that, the topic today is surrender. <laughs> um, so a, a little quick episode overview. We're going to have some uh, updates on the podcast since this is the first episode since the launch. Um, we're going to introduce some new segments, which I'm very excited for. Um, then I'll be talking about the main topic of surrender. Um, I'll talk briefly actually more than briefly about um, the video I had posted on, on the Instagram account about Surrender that um, a lot of people request that I go more in depth on it. And so I'm really excited for that. Um, and then uh, we're going to, I have another new segment um, towards the end, and then I'll talk a little bit um, about what the next episode um, may look like. But first, of course, we're going to start in a prayer as always in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Dear Lord, I thank you for this day. I thank you for the opportunity to surrender to you in each and every moment to seek to do your will and to give everything to you. And Lord, I ask that you speak to us today. Help us to hear the words you need us to hear and help us to take those to heart and change the way we live to live in accordance with your will more fully each and every moment of each and every day. And we ask for Mama Mary's intercession and protection as we pray, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. <clears throat> so thank you guys um, for coming back and listening. If this is your first episode that you're hearing, um, thank you. I encourage you to check out the previous episodes. Um, if you've been listening since the beginning, Thank you so much for all of your support. If you're hearing this and it's nowhere near the time that it's been released, thank you so much. Um, the Lord has you here for a reason in this moment. There's a reason that he has me recording this episode. And we're going to talk a little bit about that today and how that can be a great comfort to us. Um, uh, so I'd like to start off with um, some thank yous. Uh, thank you again to my buddy Jimmy over at Lit Catholic Memes um, for helping me with the media, um, continuing to work with me when I change my mind, when I text him like an hour before I want to post something. Hey, can you make me this picture? So thank you, Jimmy, um, for being so great. And so, so generous with your time and talent. Um, thank you, Sean, for the music. Um, I've had a lot of great feedback on the music. Um, so thank you so much, Sean, for sharing that gift with the world and glorifying the Lord in that. Um, I want to, I want to give a shout out and a huge thank you to one of our followers, Maddie, um, who, who, um, responded to my call, um, to, to help me hear what you guys wanted to wanted me to talk about. And so surrender was her suggestion um, specifically to talk about that video. So thank you so much, Maddie, um, for that response. And guys, please DM me, reach out to me. I want to know what you guys want to hear. I want to help you. I want to help. Um, I want to help minister to you guys. So please, please, please do that. And thank you so much, Maddie. Um, I want to give a huge shout out to my buddy Carter. Um, I've known Carter for a few years um, through retreats, uh, a retreat mission trip uh, deal that we did a few summers together. And, and he is the one um, who helped come up with the idea for one of the new segments. So thanks to Carter. And then thank you to all my family, friends, um, everybody listening, everybody who supported the ministry, and of course, to the Lord for allowing me to do this and for all the support. Um, so the updates we have today. So yeah, as I said earlier, this is the first episode since our launch. Um, we launched um, a week ago from when this is going to be released. Um, so it was what, July 8th. Um, and it's been exciting first week. I was so excited um, to release this podcast. Um, so and I just want to thank you guys for the support. Um, it's been really great to hear the response. So yeah, so the new segment <clears throat> is the saint of the day. Um, and so again, thank you to my buddy Carter. Um, we also, we have another new segment that will be at the end, which is recommended prayers. So prayers that are related to the topic. Um, and that might not happen all the time. I haven't figured that out yet. Um, but we will have that today. But so for the saint of the day, I'm definitely going to butcher the saint's name. They are a French saint. It's St. Therese Coderre. I, I, again, don't speak French, don't know how to say it. Um, but she she was born in 1805, died in 1885. Um, she lived in France her whole life. Um, she helped found the Seneca Sisters, um, and, and they provided housing for pilgrims in, in a mountain village in France. Um, a lot of people would come to the village, and there wouldn't be enough for them to stay. And so 
um, she worked with with a, a priest friend, and um, they were having people sleep in the church. Things were getting crowded, so the, so they built this. Uh, it, it kind of turned into like a retreat ministry and a teaching order, uh, and so. Um, but yeah, so she spent her life um, helping provide for, for others. Um, and she was falsely accused and forced to resign from po many positions throughout her time. Um, yet she continued to trust the Lord. You know, she's doing what she believes the Lord is calling her to do. And she's faced with opposition. And, and I think it can be so easy to just throw in the towel, like, Lord, I've given my life to you. I'm serving you. Why are, why are you allowing these things to happen? But that's not the attitude she had. She had the attitude of the Lord's will be done. He has something greater in store. Um, and, and she just kept persevering and trusting the Lord. And that's such a beautiful witness. Um, and, and so after su uh, suffering a lot of humiliations in that, and also struggling with a lot of health issues, I believe um, when I was reading, I believe I read she was pretty, she was either blind or deaf. She gave that all to God. It reminds me of blessed Chiara Lucha Bidano, Um who as she's dying this young young catholic teenage girl she's dying she's losing all of her hair and she's saying like lord all for you like i don't want it if if i can love you if i can trade that to love you have it you know um and, and she really allowed her back, back to saint Therese. she allowed her uh the lord to really guide her and, and just gave it all to her um <clears throat> And I think that just goes so perfectly into our topic today, especially given the quote that I've chosen from her, which is the surrendered soul has found paradise on earth. And I don't think there's any better way to put that, that when we surrender everything to the Lord, we have found paradise on earth. When we surrender everything to him and we live in union with his will, we start to experience heaven on earth. Um, such a beautiful way to enter into the episode today, which is, again, the main topic is going to be surrender. And so I really want to start off with um, the way we look at surrender, okay? Because that is huge. Because there's a few ways you can look at surrender. You can look at it as a gift and an opportunity, a gift from the Lord of this is an opportunity for me to lay everything at your feet. This is not just su like suffering. This is a, truly a gift and an opportunity to turn more to you. Or you can look at it on the flip of this is a burden. This is hard. This sucks. And, and, and that doesn't mean when I say this is hard, like, yes, suffering is hard. But, but when you look at it as just a burden of, oh, I have to give all this. Damn, I have to do this. This is stupid. I don't want to do this. This is hard. And you just kind of mumbling to yourself. Um, you're going to have a very different experience with it. And I'm going to tell you right now, it's not going to be a positive one. So is it a gift and an opportunity or is it a burden? Well, I'll tell you the answer. If you couldn't figure it out based on what I had just said, it's a gift and it's an opportunity and we should approach it as such because the way we approach it is going to help, is, is really going to play a humongous role in determining our attitude with, really with the Lord in general, you know? And so it's a gift. Think about that for a second. What do you do with gifts? You receive them, right? And, and so when we have the opportunity to surrender, we receive it as a gift. And not only is it just a gift that we receive from the Father, it's the gift that can give us what we truly want. Because when we surrender everything to the Lord, when we surrender ourselves to his will, it allows him to guide us. And in that, he leads us to what we truly want. And I'll talk a little bit more about that later, but I want you guys to keep that in mind. Surrender is the gift that we receive. And when we receive that gift openly and fully, it leads us to what we truly want in life. And now that doesn't mean we won't have fears or that life will be super easy. You know, just because we surrender something to the Lord doesn't mean that everything go, like poof goes away. Like you don't have to worry about finances. You don't have to worry about health. You don't have to worry about, that's not what this is. And, and it doesn't mean you won't be scared. It doesn't mean you won't, you won't have moments where you question like, God, like, why is this happening to me? But it will allow you to not just stop with those questions, but go from like, Lord, I don't know why this is happening to me but I trust you and I give it to you because I know that you have something greater in mind. You see the difference there? Because when we see it as a burden, it's just going to be, Lord, why is this happening? I, I shouldn't have to go through this. This is awful. And yes, we go through awful things in life. But when the, when burden is the mindset, 
that's the approach. But when gift and opportunity is the mindset of seeing it in that way, it's Lord, I don't understand, but that's okay because you have something greater. So it's not so much as it's not necessarily going to change the hard situations you're in. But when you look at it as in a gift and opportunity, it will change how you respond and it'll help you to see it in that light. And that's something that we need his grace to do. That's something we have to pray for. We have to ask him for that. And, and if you're really struggling to see the value of surrender, and I know I did for a very long time, um, you know, I was, I was very anxious as a child, um, especially in high school, like putting off all my homework to the last minute. I'm sure some of you have done that if you aren't still doing that. And I still do it sometimes definitely need to grow in that. Um, it's an opportunity to surrender to the Lord, you know? Um, but if you're struggling to see the value of surrender, like, okay, yeah. So like, so what I tell God, like, okay, I surrender this to you. Now what? Like, why does that matter? I'm going to give you an analogy. Um, Lemonade stand, you pay a dollar to get a lemon, a dollar for sugar, a dollar for crap. So you just paid $3. I know most of you are in high school or college, but bear with me. You pay $3, you make a lemonade stand, and for each cup, you sell it for a dollar, okay? So you you paid $3, which may have seemed like uh, $3. Let's say you only had $5, okay? Paid $3, you get all this stuff but you get paid a dollar for each cup. Let's say you make 10 cups. You just made $7, you know? So you pay, you pay now, which can kind of hurt. And it's like, well, I don't, I don't want to give this up. But if you're patient and you allow that to grow, you get that return, you know? And, and that it's the final goal shouldn't be, okay, I'm going to surrender. So I get what I want. Like that's not necessarily like, that's not, I don't think that's a good approach. But that's definitely a means to attaining to the final goal. You know, it's okay, Lord, I'm going to give you this time right now. I'm going to, I'm going to take these, these vices and these struggles in my life. I'm going to hand them over to you. I'm going to root out these sins in my life so I can have what you want for me, because that's what I deep down desire. Even if I don't realize it, Lord, help me to desire that. And so it's not just about, oh, let's, let's get everything we want, but it's Lord, give me what you want and help me to truly desire it. Because in the depths of our heart, the desires we have, they're all rooted in like the desire for God and for him who is love. And our sin is deviating from that and trying to find it in other places, whether it's money, fame, relationships, drugs, whatever it may be. Like that's, that's what happens, you know? And so when we surrender everything to him, he can take out those things that draw us to that sin and he can show us what will truly satisfy us, what will lead us to the final goal, to the final plan. And surrender is saying yes to God. You know, it's, it's accepting the gift of his guidance. He wants to give us that. He wants us to show us the way to what we truly desire. So when we surrender, it's, it leads us away from what we think we want and to what we truly want. Because there's a lot of things that you think like, oh, I want this. But deep down, the true desire is the Lord. Like you're desiring his heart and you think these other things are going to fulfill that desire. And not everything that like we do in life is bad. That's not what I'm saying. That's not even close to what I'm trying to say. But there are desires in our lives that we think, oh, this is this is what I'm I'm searching for. This is what I'm desiring. But I'll tell you what. You're going to like you're going to go through whatever it is, whether it's playing video games, whether it's in, in a relationship, whether it's in, in school, getting good grades, sports, whatever, you're going to end up finding yourself wanting still. There's going to be a longing because what you're truly desiring is the Lord and his love. And so surrender allows us to say, Lord, like, this is what I think I want, but Lord, show me what you, what I truly want. And so he leads us to his heart. You know, and, and when we, when we like surrender to him, he's able to give us what we need, you know? And and I mean, he does that anyway. He will always give you what you need when you need it. But if we surrender to him and when we surrender to him, he it's, it'll be more clear to us like, oh, this is like, okay, where I am right now, this is where the Lord needs me. and, And this is what I need. And I think I need this, but Lord, what, what do I really need? You can ask him that like, Lord, what do I really need? And you'll start to see like, okay, I really don't need these things. Would it be nice to have them? Yeah, probably, but I don't need them, you know? And so the Lord has you in this moment. I talked about that a little bit at, a little bit at the beginning of this episode. 
the Lord has you in this moment and he has me recording this episode at this exact moment for a reason. You're here for a reason right now. It's not a coincidence. It's not. You're here for a reason because the father knew that at this moment you needed to be in this spot, wherever you are listening to this, because he wants to speak to you in that. And he's going to do something in your life through this moment. And so he always gives us what we need when we need it. And when we surrender to him, it makes it all the more easier to not one, not only just accept that, but to live that out And, and to not just seek the next thing, you know, the next material thing. I can't remember if I talked in in a podcast episode previously, so I'm going to just try to make it short. I remember in my second semester of college, so I think it was in this past February, February 2020, my mom, I like Easy Mac, right? And so as a college student, it's great. I have a microwave in my room. I can pop it in, quick lunch if I'm running behind or like whenever I, whenever I want it, you know? And so my mom ordered me some, which I was stoked for because I didn't have to pay for it. And so she ordered through Amazon. It was getting shipped to me. And I remember the few days leading up to it, get there. I was so excited. I would check my phone. I would go check the mail center all for this, like a box of like eight little plastic cups full of like cheap Mac and cheese, you know? And I finally got it. And I realized, wow, it's Mac and cheese. And that excitement was gone. You know, how often does that happen in our lives? How often do we like look to the next big thing, whether it's in sports, like uh, my team lost next year or my team won the championship. Can't wait for next year. Let's do it again. It, it at, at some point, it's always going to come back to next time, the next thing. Right. But when we surrender the Lord and we accept that he gives us what we need when we need it, that doesn't mean those desires go away, go away. And those desires aren't in themselves bad, but they can't be the foundation of our life. And so when we surrender, we can start to give those things up. And then we can really truly fully enjoy things. Like you can enjoy that. Like, thank you, Lord, for this mac and cheese. And, and it's it doesn't, it isn't preceded with this like huge buildup of it being like a million dollars. And then you find it's oh yeah, it's just mac and cheese. Like it's sweet. I get food. Like thanks be to God that I can nourish my body, you know? And so when we surrender, we, st- we can start to see things in, in the true light of, of how we should be seeing them, you know? And, and Matthew 6, 31 through 32, this is going to be um, the New American Bible Revised Edition, which you can find on USCCB, um, the USCCB website, um, United States Conference of Catholic Bishops. Um, so Matthew 6, 31 through 32 is, so do not worry and say, what are we to eat or what are we to drink or what are we to wear? All these things the pagans seek. Your heavenly father knows that you need them all. That last sentence struck me to the core when I read that earlier today. Your heavenly father knows that you need them all. He knows what you need. He knows that you need food, you need drink, you need clothes. He know he knows what you need and he knows what you need more than you do. You know. And, and I mean, I've experienced that in the past week of thinking that uh, like especially like with a car. Like I was hoping to have a car for the semester. I thought I was going to have be able to have one for this coming um, fall semester, finding out I wasn't able to and I was really upset. Because in my mind, I built it up like, I need this. I need that. Like, no, you don't. No, I didn't. I didn't need it. You know, the father knows what I need and he's going to provide everything I need. If I need a car, it'll happen. Do I want a car? Yeah. But if I need one, the Lord's going to provide for that to happen. And that doesn't mean I just like, oh, like I don't save up for a car or I just sit back and like let somebody else just bring it to me. You know, I can trust the Lord and say, Lord, this is what I want. Or like, Lord, like I want, I want this shirt or I want the new phone, you know, cause there's a difference between needs and wants. And the father knows right there in the gospel of Matthew, your heavenly father knows that you need them all. And he's talking about the necessities in life. He knows what we need. And so he's going to give it to us. And again, I think it's also in Matthew where it, it, it's something along the lines of like, if, if you who are, who are, like so prone to evil ways, like humans, like if you can give your children good gifts, how can the, how would the heavenly father not be able to do the same? 
And, and I think the example they use is like, if you're, I think it was like, if, if your child asks for an egg, would you give them a snake? Something like that. Like the father knows what you need and he's going to give you exactly what you need to be where you are. And that might not always be what you think you need, or it might not always be what you want. And that's where surrender comes in because when it, when we surrender it to him and we, we ask him to help unite our will to his, one, you won't be as, as disappointed, you know, and it doesn't mean you won't be upset or that things won't be hard, you know, but it means that you'll accept it. Like you'll be able to accept things because you'll be seeking what he wants you to have. You'll allow him to lead you to that. And I know I've spent a lot of times in my life, I would like be looking forward to something only to be disappointed by it because that's what I was putting my hope in. That is not sustainable. The Lord is the only thing that won't change. He is the only one that will always show up. Everybody in your life is going to let you down. And I'm sorry that I have to be the one who breaks that news to you. If this is the first time you're realizing that everybody in your life will let you down at some point, whether you realize it or not, whether you accept that or not, everybody will let you down. Everything in your life will let you down at some point. You can see that in the church right now. You would think that the church, you, we expect people to, we, well, we kind of had this view of like, oh, they should, people in the church should be perfect. Like, no. And that doesn't mean that sin is okay or the things that are going on are okay. All the corruption, all the scandal, all the abuse, not just in the church, but in the go- in governments throughout the world and all the, the hatred and division in the world. If you put your faith in this world right now, you can see what's going to happen. Because as, as a world, like the world as a whole, we have lost our faith in Jesus Christ. He is not our foundation. And everything in your life will let you down at some point except the Father. Because everything is not perfect. And that's okay. And honestly, we should be praising the Lord for that because that's an opportunity to trust in Him. That's an opportunity to surrender to Him more. Because that's us realizing, wow, like I can't do this on my own or like things are a mess. Or Lord, it feels like everybody that I turn to lets me down in some way or another, big or small. Lord, I know you won't let me down. We should praise him and thank him for those opportunities because those are opportunities to turn to him and to trust in him more. And if you pray for him to help you to surrender and to trust in him more, he will answer those prayers. But I'm going to tell you right now, it's going to hurt. And that's not to scare you. And it's not going to be like, like you're not going to like break. Like It's not going to be, oh, darn, I broke my leg. That hurts. Like, it's going to be like, there are things in your life that you're going to realize, like, this is not okay for me to be doing. I have to give this up if I truly want to pick, take up my cross and follow the Lord. But like I talked about earlier, it's better to give those things up now and allow yourself to be transformed by the Lord to become the person you were created to be than to wait till later. St. Zelie Martin had a quote that I actually read yesterday. And it was something along the lines of like, I wish that I had started sooner, like as in transforming her life, growing closer to the Lord. And then she goes on to say, but it's better late than never. Something along those lines. It's better late than never to change how you are living. And I know sometimes it can feel like everything's against you. How, oh, like there's too much to do. Like, how can I come back from this? The Lord can't love me from this. That's a lie. That is a blatant lie from the evil one. And you can renounce that. In the name of Jesus, I renounce that lie. And in the name of Jesus, I declare the truth that I am loved by the Father beyond all measure. And, and you ha- then you need to start taking those steps to growing in holiness, to saying, Lord, I can't do this on my own. I need your help. And you go to the sacraments. No matter how many times you have to go, keep going back. Confess your sins. Receive the Eucharist. Spend time with the Blessed Sacrament. The Father knows what you want, and he will always provide it for you. And he's the only one who will never let you down. Everybody else will. Everybody, every person in your life will let, will let you down at some point. And again, I'm sorry if that's, I, I'm the one that's breaking that to you. But that's just the truth. That's just how it is. We are broken people. Humans are sinful. We let each other down. But the Father doesn't, and the Father knows exactly what you need at all times. And he will take you there. And once you give him the opportunity and the surrender and you surrender to him and say, Lord, I give it all to you. 
do what you need to do. He will come into your life and he will turn it upside down, not in a bad way, in a good way. He will flip everything, everything that you saw in the wrong ways, everything that you saw in, oh, like this is how it's, how it is because that's, I guess that's just how it is. I have to live with this. He will help you to see life in a new light. And that doesn't mean things won't be hard. That doesn't mean you can't be scared of things. And it doesn't mean that life is just going to be like easy breezy. But it means that we'll be responding differently. It doesn't change the situation. It doesn't necessarily change the situation you're in, but it changes the way that you respond to it. I think we spend so much of our lives kind of just sliding by accepting like, oh, I have to suck this up. And sometimes that's the case. Sometimes that's how you grow in virtue. Like you grow in virtue by doing it even when you don't want to, you know, and persevering in that. But your life does not have to just be this miserable, oh, I got to get up and do this today. And then you just work your butt off and go to bed or you spend like hours on your phone and then you feel empty. Your life doesn't have to be like that. You don't have to slide by. You can live in abundance. And when you surrender to the Lord, he helps open that door for you. And again, it doesn't mean that everything's going to be easy, but it means you'll be walking with him more fully and you'll be allowing him to help guide you. And also part of that is believing. And sometimes the prayer, the only prayer we can pray is like, Lord, like, like in the, in the scriptures, like, Lord, I believe help my unbelief. Like, or even if it's Lord, I don't really believe that you can do this, but I want to believe, help me to believe. He answers those prayers and he will change your heart. And again, this doesn't mean that we neglect our duties. Do not neglect your duties. That is not a virtuous thing to do. Rather, surrender allows us to put those our duties in order. It allows the allows us to fulfill our duties while doing them in the proper order. Surrender is living that out. It's saying, Lord, all for you, all for your glory, your will be done. And it's doing like getting your prayer time in, doing your homework, going to your job, providing for your family, spending time with friends and family, wh- whatever the Lord has called you to at any point in your life. Surrender allows you to fulfill your duties in the proper order. And it's allowing the Lord and Father God to lead us, to lead us the way and show us the order of how things should be done. And so, and sometimes that takes time and prayer and working with him, Lord, what, okay, what do you need me to do today? And that sometimes that takes learning to hear his voice better. And, and I suggest scriptures, silent time and asking him to show up. Those are the best ways. And I'll, and I'll talk about that in a future episode of kind of hearing the Lord's voice and like, why is prayer important? Some suggestions for daily prayer and all that. But at the same, like, we're not God's puppets. He loves us. You are his child. You, like, He loves you beyond all measure. You can never comprehend how much he loves you. Nobody can. St. Thomas Aquinas spent a lot of his life. And for those of you who are familiar with some more famous theological works, like the Summa, he taught, like, he, he dives into like the love of God, the nature of God and all of that. Like people spend their whole lives trying to understand the love of God. And I've talked about this before. You will never understand the love of God. And that's okay. God is love. We can't comprehend God because he's God. And I'm not going to go into all the philosophy of that. I encourage you to kind of, to look into that. Um, the, the Summa has great stuff. Um, but, but the concept of, and like priests, priests would be great to talk to about that. Youth ministers, priests, religion teachers, whoever. But that you can never understand his love, but you can understand it enough to the point of like, to know, like we're not his puppets. And I think sometimes that's what it feels like of like, Oh, I got to do whatever the Lord wants. Like I have to follow all these rules. Like that's not that like, yes, it's important to follow his commands, but it's not just like a list, like a laundry list of rules. That's one of the ways he guides us to his heart to true happiness, because he knows those things won't truly make us happy. And so those rules, are in place to help us to grow closer to him, to spare us that suffering. And again, we aren't his puppets. He gives us control. Like we have free will that's there for a reason. And there's going to be certain times in your life that you'll probably have a decision. And it might be at the point of like the Lord has kind of two doors open or he, and you're working with him in prayer and saying like, Lord, what do you want me to do? And sometimes he gives us the, the choice of like, because again, we're not his puppets. He allows us to have control over our lives and he wants us to not work against him 
and not just like work for him like a slave. He wants to work with us. He wants to spend time in prayer with us of like, Lord, what do you want me to do? And he wants to guide us in that. He wants to work with you. He doesn't want you to work for him as a slave. And he doesn't want to just kind of be your servant. Like that's not how it works. He wants to work with us because he loves us. Just how a good father would want to work with his child and teach his child. The heavenly father wants to do the same. And he does every day. We And if we ask him to help open our eyes to that, we can start to see that more and more. No. And it's less important. This is a big point here. It's less important to know what will happen than to know who is in control. It's less important to know what's going to happen in the future or in a certain situation than it is to know that the father is in control and that the father loves you. If you're going to remember one thing from this episode, remember that it's more important to know that the father loves you and that he's in control than it is to know what's going to happen next. Because the father, as I said earlier, is the only one who is not going to let you down. God will not let you down. He is in control at all times. Things change. Situations change. We can't tell the future, but we know if we know who God is, we can live in freedom and in peace of his love of knowing the Lord's in control. It's going to be okay. It might not go the way I want it, but it'll be okay. You know, and, and that's something that I really, I wrestled with over the past, um, but prior to quarantine kind of, and, and I, I wrestled with it for a few months and came to that realization of like, you know, like, when, when the coronavirus was start like first starting to kind of break, like there's like, it's natural to be afraid of that. You know, that's, that's normal. You're not weird. If you like, Oh, there's a virus, there's a pandemic. Uh Oh, like that's normal, <laughs> like very normal. But I came to the realization of like, you know, if I get the virus, I get the virus, you know? And, and that doesn't mean I'm going around looking door handles and not wearing a mask out and, and ignoring everything like doing what you believe, like, doing what you should and you do your best and you leave the rest to the Lord because you can do, you can wash your hands a million times a day. You can wear like a hazmat suit and you still might get it, you know? And I came to the realization of like, okay, if I get it, I get it. And like, if I get really sick and I pass away like that, then it happens, you know? And that's, that may, may seem kind of morbid, but when you realize that like, if that's the father's will, I would much rather do the father's will than to live a life that, I'm not called to be living, you know? And, and that's not supposed to be morbid. That's not to say like, oh, if you don't think you should be living life, like, no. That's to think about and realize like the Lord is going to have you where he needs you at any moment. And it's beautiful that you're in this moment right now. And just because what happens next might not be what you wanted or what happens in a few months or in a few years or in a few, even a few weeks, a few seconds, whatever, just because that's not the way you want it to go. Like it's okay. Because God is still God and you are still his child whom he loves immensely. No. And again, that doesn't mean you don't do anything, but we're called to do our best and leave the rest to God. It, it was either St. Ignatius or St. Augustine. I've heard it that it was from both. But the, the quote is something along the lines of do like work as if everything depends on you and praise every, as if everything depends on God. Kind of do your best and let the Lord do the rest. And that's just like, that's a great way to live. That's a great way to kind of surrender, um, summarize like the concept of surrender, you know, because it doesn't like surrender doesn't mean we don't do anything. It means we do what we can. And we surrender it to the Lord. Like, Lord, here's, here's my work. Kind of like handing it to him. Like, Lord, here's my work. I, I give it to you. Take care of the rest. Um, I, I did what I could. Like, that's what we should be striving to say to the Lord. Like when we die and we were at the gates at the final judgment saying like, Lord, this is what I did. Like I tried my best. That should be our goal in life. Our goal shouldn't be, Lord, I was perfect. Like I didn't sin at all. Like that's not going to happen. That'd be great. But that's not how this is going to work. We're humans. We're sinful. We should like, our goal should be to say, Lord, I messed up, but here, here's everything I did. And, and, and I tried my best and, and here are the souls that I tried to touch. And, and Lord, I, I tried to do things for your love. That's the goal. That's the goal to be able to truly say that to the father, like, Lord, I did my best. And I, and I trust that you could, that you can take care of the rest because at the final judgment, it's not just going to be like God with a lightning bolt, like, Oh, you sin done. You know, no, it's going to be Jesus, like Jesus 
and I think in in the diaries of Saint Faustina, this is kind of touched on a bit of like like Jesus is there, like waiting to love us, like seeing like seeing the little things we did. It's like when you take a like a macaroni project to your parents that like really, if we're being honest, doesn't look that great, but you did your best. And so they see it and they're like, this is so precious to me. I'm sure some of your parents still have like your art projects from when you were little. My parents do. It's like, that does not look good, but there's meaning behind it because like you put your heart into it. And that's what the father is like. He sees, he sees us struggling. He sees us trying. And when we do our best, it's like when you, you take home this project, like here, mommy, here, daddy, here's this, this macaroni project. And it's not the most beautiful thing, but it's like, wow, thank you so much for this. Like, that's what, that's what we are with God. You know, like he doesn't like see it as like, Oh, this is awful. Like this is bad. He sees it as like, wow, this is so beautiful that that this person is giving what they can to me. And I'm so grateful for that. Like that's his love, you know? And I think that can be kind of hard to remember, especially if we don't have a good relationship with our parents but we need to be prudent, but also docile with the Lord, you know, doing, okay, like I need to get a job. I need to work. I need to save. I need to do well in school. I need to do my prayer, but also being docile with the Lord of like, okay, Lord, I think this is what I'm called to do, but I'm also going to let you kind of guide me, you know? Um, I, I know, I know this is a longer episode. Bear with me. We're, we're getting close to wrapping up here. Um, so kind of, again, going back to that gift to God, like surrender is the greatest gift we can give to God. Don't try to earn his love, accept his love. You will have a much fuller life in doing that because the longer that you try to earn his love and to do all these things, you're going like, to burn yourself out. We aren't made to earn his love. We were made to accept his love. We were made to allow him to love us. So that's where it comes in of like, do our best and allow him to do the rest because you have a much fuller life. You won't be stuck focusing on like, wow, like this isn't quite perfect. Don't, don't confuse perfection with your best work. And again, that doesn't mean you just slack off. This is not an excuse. You can't say, yeah, this guy on the podcast said that I don't have to do my homework because like God will do it for me. No, not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is do everything you can put in your best effort and trust that the Lord's going to take care of the rest. That's, that's how we can surrender to him. And you have a much fuller life doing that because you won't be trying to earn something that can't be earned. His love is a gift. Gifts can only be freely given. And we have to accept that love. And sometimes, you know, that's hard, especially as broken people, you know, it's sometimes it's hard to do that, but it's in realizing like, okay, I really don't deserve this gift, but that's the great thing about gifts. Gifts are given without something expected in return. Presents are Presents are exchanged. Gifts are given. His love is a gift. And we should respond with the surrender. That's the greatest way to love him is to say, Lord, I'm going to give you back everything I can because I love you because you've given everything for me. And you have a much fuller life in doing that. Now, now going back, I talked a little bit earlier about how I was going to touch on um, the video that I posted on Instagram, which got like almost... 2.5 thousand views, which I did not expect, but a lot of people wanted to hear more about it for wanted me to go a little bit more in depth, kind of talk about it a little bit more. Um, so that's what we're going to do. So I, I talked about kind of a golden key analogy. Um, so we'll get to that in a second, but there's always room to grow. And, and when I recorded this video, I, what I was talking about was for the past few weeks, I had been like thinking, Oh, I'm doing everything I can, you know, uh, like I, I'm doing everything. Why, like, why, am, why is there an empty thing in my life? And if you haven't figured this out yet, you're your own worst accountability partner, whether it's for homework, whether it's in prayer, wh whatever it may be, you're going to see it like, oh, I'm doing everything. But if you have a friend who can call you out, that's why friendship, like true brotherhood and sisterhood with our friends is so important because they can be like, dude, you're not, you're not doing everything you can. Um, I've had my friends call me out like that multiple times. And is that hard? Yes. Was I a little annoyed with them at first? Yes. But was I so grateful for it? Extremely. Um, like, there's always more room to grow, you know? And a lot of us, I mean, I think we're all, everybody's kind of searching for the key to open the door to actively living out God's plan in our life, to finding that true fulfillment, which is living out his plan for our life. Well, that, that longing in our heart is filled in that. And so our surrender is the key to opening that door. And don't forget that surrender is not a burden. It's a gift and an opportunity. That's so 
very important to remember. It's an opportunity to trust in him more, to give him more of ourselves and, and to do that more fully, you know, and sometimes like when, when you surrender, so think, think of it as this, there's a bucket with like a million keys, this ginormous bucket, million keys, and you're searching for the right one to open one single door. It's like finding a needle in a haystack, right? Like that's not going to be very easy, right? But the great thing is that surrender allows us to see that key. So that right there is an opportunity of Lord, like I'm not sure where this key is. I don't know how to unlock this door by myself. And so when we surrender, it's almost like that key will glow. It will be this golden, this beautiful golden key that's just glowing brightly and it will be extremely clear to us. And that in our surrender, it allows that key to kind of glow. So out of like a million keys, you now have this gold glowing key and you know that's the one. And so that opportunity that the Lord gave us, that gift of us saying like, Lord, I don't know. I can't do this on my own. I don't know where it is. Like, show me it. He does. He shows us it. And then we can open that door. And sometimes it's dark as night behind that door. Sometimes we won't be able to see what's one step ahead of us, but the Lord is still there. Just because you can't see what's right in front of you doesn't mean he's not there. And again, that uncertainty is another opportunity. It's another gift to trust him or to say, Lord, I've already given you you know, I've already surrendered to you. I did. And, but now I give you more like, Lord, I don't even know what's right ahead of me. So I give that to you and I allow you to guide me. That's another opportunity, another gift that we should thank him for. And like I talked about earlier, just because you surrender doesn't mean it'll be easy. Like you surrender, you get the key, you open the door and then it's dark as night. Like it doesn't mean it's going to be easy, but it means that we have something better to respond with. And it's not just, oh, I got to do this on my own. It's Lord, help me. And he gives us so many opportunities and he has proven himself to give those opportunities and he has shown us his love. We have to ask for him. If you ask him to help you see the opportunities in your life, to surrender to him more, to trust in him more, to grow closer to him, he will do that. But you got to ask, ask it in faith, ask it wholeheartedly, say, Lord, even if it's Lord, I, I'm struggling to truly desire this. Help me to desire it. He answers those prayers. And, and I really want to stress that key is not found in being in quotes, good enough or in quotes, perfect. You can't be good enough. You can't be perfect again in quotes, because those things that's unrealistic. You, the key, we often try to find the key through those things of being in quotes, perfect or in quotes, good enough. Oh, I can't find the key. I'm not good enough. I can't, I'm not perfect. That because Again, that like I talked about earlier, that's what we think will truly satisfy us. That's what we think will help us find find the key to open that door. But the only thing that will truly open that door is that surrender, is living in full union with God. We will never be good enough. That's why Christ died for us, because if it was our job to redeem ourselves, we wouldn't be able to do it. He had to do it for us, and he did it out of love. He knew what we needed, and he provided for it. He does that for us. He's proven to do that for us. And that's when the surrender comes in of, Lord, I don't know what I need. Or Lord, this is what I think I need, but I want to know what I really need. Or Lord, give me the true desires that I really desire. Help lead me to your heart. That's that surrender. That's that beautiful surrender. And when we surrender, he highlights that key so we can open that door. And if it is dark as night behind that door, which sometimes it will be, we can give more to him. Like, Lord, I surrender even more because I don't know what's right in front of me, but I know that you're here nonetheless. Because no matter where you go, he is walking with you. He does not give up on you. Don't quit. Don't stop walking just because you're not quite sure what's right in front of you. Allow him to guide you. Take his hand and allow him to walk with you because he reaches out and does that with us all the time. I wrote an article about that. It's it's on the website. It's on, on the Instagram page. It's way one of the first earlier articles. He's always reaching out our, his hand to us. The rela Our relationship with the Lord is always initiated by him. We just have to respond to that. The catechism talks about that. That's what prayer is, is a relationship initiated by him, but it requires our response. Don't give up. He is right there. I heard this great kind of, uh, 
a candle slash water analogy. Let's say if you put your hand under hot, like really hot water and like you scold your hand. So it's numb. Like you can't feel anything and you hold a candle up to it just because you can't feel the heat of the flame. Just because you can't feel that the flames there doesn't mean it's not there. It's still there just because you can't feel it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. That's just like, if you open that door and it's dark behind that door and you can't see a thing, same thing. The Lord is still there. Just because you may not be able to see him at that moment doesn't mean he's not there. Keep walking. Ask for his help. Ask him to help you believe because we must believe. And we need to ask him to help us to believe. It says in Isaiah 7 uh, verse 9, that's the end of verse 9, unless your faith is firm, you shall not be firm. Like our faith needs to be firm. And that's something that the Lord can give to us if we ask him. And when we ask him that, and when our faith grows firm, and when our roots go deep, just like in the parable of the sower, our roots are deep, and we will produce much fruit, and we will help win souls for the kingdom. We will be closer to the Lord. So I want to encourage you guys, surrender. And I'm going to give you guys a few prayers to help with that. And I encourage you guys take that to prayer. Ask him to help you surrender. Ask him to show you where in your life you need to surrender more. And he will help you with that. I know he will because he's done it for me. I've like people that I've talked to, he's done it for them. He loves you beyond all measure. You will never understand that love and that's okay. Because you can accept the love and you can experience his love. And that's a fraction of what it's like in heaven. That's a fraction of what you'll experience with total union with him. And I would rather live my life with that little fraction of that love to be awaited by the father in heaven, ready to pour out himself more fully for, for me in heaven. After I am, after I pass away, God willing, I make it to heaven with the souls that we win for the kingdom. I would rather live a life dying to myself, dying to the world to serve and love him, to be awaited by that love, to live a life for the world, for myself to be away from that love forever. And so if you're struggling to surrender, if you're, if you don't know where to start, I'm going, I, I have two prayer suggestions for you. One, the surrender novena. Novena is uh, you pray a prayer uh, nine days in a row. And I'm going to add links in the show notes for both the prayers I'm going to recommend. I've been praying the surrender novena pretty much every day, kind of doing it. I start over once I finish it for the past few months and it's been huge. And each day it, it hits me right to the core and kind of just like, whoa, like that's what I need to hear. I'm struggling with that. I read this like seven or I read this nine days ago. How am I not remembering this? You know? So, so I strongly encourage you guys to read that. It's short. They're like little paragraphs each day. And then you repeat a, a short prayer 10 times each day. It's really manageable. I really encourage you guys to do that. Um, so, so I have a link for that in the show notes. I also have a link for Saint Ignatius's surrender prayer. Uh, I believe it's Suchipe. I definitely didn't say that right. It's Latin, and, and it means receive. And, and the prayer is kind of like, Lord, take all, take and receive all that I have. Like all is yours. It came from you. It's all yours. So I have a link for that as well. And that's such a beautiful prayer. I actually pray that before pretty much every podcast that I record, every episode, I pray that before I sit down to record of like, Lord, this is all yours. Take it and do with it what you will, you know? So I, I encourage you guys for those. So that, that was our other new segment for the day is the recommended prayers. Um, so I'm hoping to kind of do that uh, for each episode. Um, so um, that's all. Um, that's all we've got today. Um, for this, for this episode at least. Um, and, and, um, I, I wanted to, I, again, I just really want to thank you guys for helping, uh, helping support. Um, and, um, I want to close in a prayer real quick with you guys, um, and wrap this up. So in the name of the father and of the son and the Holy spirit, amen. Dear Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for the opportunity to turn to you, to seek a deeper surrender and deeper trust in your love and in your plan for our lives. I ask that you help us to seek out the opportunities to surrender, the opportunities to grow closer to you, to do your will, and to unite our will with yours more fully. And we ask for the intercession of St. Therese, St. Therese, Coderc, or however you say it, 
to pray for us, to help us to grow and surrender, and to take the inconveniences that we see as in those moments that we see as inconveniences in our lives, help us to see them as gifts and opportunities from the Lord to, to, to surrender to him more fully, to grow closer to him, and to do his will. And we ask all this through Christ our Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So again, I, I ask you guys, um, please follow um, on social media. We're on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Um, check out our website, calledtobebroken.com. Follow us on, um, on the podcast. Um, we're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Google Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, um, a bunch of other little podcast service uh, services. So check that out. Please subscribe. Please leave ratings. Please leave reviews. Please, please, please. Um, please um, like, subscribe, follow all of our stuff. Um, Reach out to me, please, please, please. Again, thank you to Maddie for um, reaching out and, and requesting this, the surrender topic. Please tell me what you guys want to hear. I want to help you guys. I want to be working with you guys. Um, I want to know what you guys need and what you guys want to hear. Um, uh, and and um, I, I'm still working on, I'm looking at getting that Patreon page set up. That should be done soon, hopefully, where you guys can help support us financially if you're able to. Um, again, I'm in college um, and I can, you know, only do work so much during the, the school year uh, while continuing to put this stuff out um, and to help pay for the website um, each year. And, and so I'd really appreciate it if you guys can do that. Um, I should have that up soon. Um, but please just pray for the podcast. Pray for me. Pray for the ministry, everybody involved, everybody that will touch. And don't just like don't pray for the success of it. Pray for the fruitfulness of it. Pray that it'll touch the people it needs to touch and that the Lord will be working and that we may may seek to do his will and surrender to him all the more. Um, and so that that's all we have for today. Um, so the next episode, um, I'll give you a sneak peek at, at a few of the next ones. Um, I will be talking about in the near future about how the Lord keeps touching my life and teaching me um, on the podcast, which I talked about how he does that with the articles that, that I write in the posts. I'll talk about that in a future episode. Um, I'm going to be looking to talk about, um, again, tips for daily prayer, why prayer is important, how that can look. Um, uh, I'm looking to do an episode about our article, how our sin makes us lovable. It doesn't make us unlovable. Um and I think that's all you guys are going to get right now. But stay tuned um, and uh, we'll have some of those out in the next few weeks. I'm so excited for the rest of this podcast. Thank you guys so much. Don't forget you are loved by the Father immensely. And he has a plan for you greater than you could ever imagine. Don't try to be perfect. Do your best. Let him do the rest. And don't forget that you are not called to be perfect as the world says you need to be perfect. You're called to be broken and you're called to love. Thank you guys. God bless you. I'm praying for you. Mm -hmm.